rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's happening, guys? Sorry for the late start. Yeah, that's the way it is when you're a Tara Buster, an OG Tara Buster. Look who we have here. We have another producer on set and uh, usually kind of stays in the shadows. He likes to be behind the scenes for the most part, but right before I hit <laughs> go live, the, uh, the, the exec, well, I guess he's the associate producer, Francis Jr. Jr. jumped on up. All right, little one. So, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. I don't know. The camera looks kind of whacked out tonight. We're just going to have to deal with it. That is what it is. Is everything this... Yeah, you guys are my... You are my real producers. So um, let me know how everything's sounding. And I know it looks kind of strange. Why does everything suck? I don't know. I ask and answer myself. Why does my camera suck? Why does like everybody else have a good camera on their on their podcasts and my camera looks like this? Can anybody I don't know. That's why I asked for a producer. Okay, it's the right camera. What the fuck? Right? Doesn't it look weird? It's like all washed out, blown out pixelated looking eh, it doesn't matter I, I won't worry about it because as long as it sounds good alright sounds good at least whether it looks good we're fine alright who cares right who really cares so yeah this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history decency dignity democracy humanity and we got a lot to talk about tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, like I said, sorry for the late start. And right out of the gate, thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. As always, putting the cover charge on the table. I appreciate it. And it will, this is what keeps the show going and growing. All right? So if you'll, and if you are... On any other platform, come on over to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster. And thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds, you lucky bastard. So, um, let's see. We're right before, what else? Well, well, um, yeah, become a patron, patreon.com slash Devlin, And, um, yeah, that'll help keep the show going and growing because there are practical things to consider. So if you want to have a daily show at a set time, we're going to need a lot more pa patrons and supporters. So the other thing is if you, um, just given the nature of the show that it's kind of random sometimes during the week, we have a, we have our regular Friday night, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time meeting. Uh, uh, it's our therapy for the resistance. So, but other than that, it's during the week, it's, um, hit or miss. So you, I try to get at least one show in and I do get a little bit more, um, optimistic when, uh, we get patrons, but we haven't had any this week. <laughs> Whatever. 
I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It's just, it is life. And um, so, yeah, well, this is it. We're having our Wednesday show, but uh, that's that's why I ask you to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Well, that's a long way of saying that. So when we go live, you can join the greatest chat room in all of liberal media, the real liberal media. I'm not even kidding, okay? Because we're, we, I mean, I don't even know what to say. We have the greatest chat room in all of the liberal media landscape. I think it's, I mean, of course we have the greatest chat room in all of the conservative media, because what do they do on uh, conservative media? Nothing. They go, they say the N word, they circle jerk each other. They lick Twitler's taint. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of intellectual discourse going on. And there really isn't any, um, any other kind of discourse. It's just being, I guess, a bunch of emotionally stunted morons that have the collective maturity of a schoolyard bully taunt. Not even the bully itself, just the taunt. So, and, yeah, okay, let's get into it. So, uh, and it reminds me, thinking about what we're dealing with now, that the Republicans are trying to drag us back to back alleys, back to the dark ages, trying to kill more women, kill more people. See, Republicans are not happy unless Americans are needlessly dying. Oh, that's the damn truth. Needlessly dying without health care. Needlessly dying from death by despair. You know, that term is offensive to me as a, it's spiritually offensive it's a proper term of course death of despair here in the richest country on earth we should all be disgusted by that really more than um we're disgusted well i mean i saw lindsey graham uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw the, there was a hearing where they were discussed, um, Christopher Smalls, who helped organize the Amazon union on Staten Island, was testifying in front of the, the of some Senate committee. I don't have it ready. It just came to the top of my head. So, but, um, and uh, Lindsey Graham was so so upset it it was it was fascinating to me because he seemed so upset that Amazon wasn't being treated fairly for some reason you know Amazon which is uh, of course Jeff Bezos has inc- accumulated more wealth than uh, you know half the country and the as far as you know billionaires uh, of course have increased their wealth and then these these corporations are profit have reaped more record profit during the pandemic but you know the american people haven't had a raise in 40 years but lindsey graham is was all upset that uh, amazon was being treated badly and he was like Lindsay, well, actually, I do have the the clip here. Let's just play it rather than me tell you about it. This is very dangerous. You can have oversight hearings all you like, but you have determined Amazon is a piece of crap company. 
Are you going to cry, Lindsay? You've determined that Amazon is a piece of crap. Who's Who determined that? You see, they have more feeling for the handful of billionaires riding us all to the bank than they do for any of the American people. For the, uh, if, unless uh, I'm talking about the American people who have to work for a living. Having to work for a living with, uh, in the Republican mindset, you are, you're nothing. You, you, you are to be ridden to the bank. You're a, you're a, you're a dupe. You're a sucker. You know, if you didn't come up with some kind of scam to, I don't know, to fleece your fellow Americans, you know, come up with some scam, some Amway scam, some Trump Network vitamin scam, something that siphons profit, that takes it from your fellow Americans and puts it into your own pocket, then, you know, you don't matter. If you trade the hours, the finite hours that you spend on this this planet well, alive <laughs> let me add that qualifier then uh, and you take that time and you trade that for a paycheck you're a sucker according to republicans and you should be treated accordingly you know I, I, I'm listening to Lindsey Graham get all choked up. You decided Amazon was a piece of crap company. Well, um, clearly Republicans and their billionaire benefactors have decided that people are just crap. Nothing but crap to be discarded. At first, you just siphon all that money from them and uh, let the circle jerk of corruption and greed continue because there is no other reason to have an economy in the minds of the right wing yeah that's the truth oh we're gonna get into uh, many things like for example here's here's what i want to talk well actually all right let me start well let's finish this clip i know i go on tangents but it is terror buster you know what i mean Assure political bias. Oh, yes. It was, They're subject to the laws of the United States. Don't have a... F- don't be political. You know, Republicans, they, they loathe political, being political. Don't be political. It's all bias. Everybody's bias against them. But the American people can't save 400 freaking dollars. Or live, the 80% living check to check. One-third can't retire, but, you know, you got your bias. It's so unfair, Lindsay. God damn these people. You know what I mean? Damn you to hell, Lindsey Graham. And all of your fake, small-D Democratic, big-F fascist, goddamn co-conspirators who hate this country, who hate America, who are unfit. They hate everything about this country. That's why they praise Putin up up the hilt. That's why they lick the taint of a con man nonstop. I don't know how he can stand it. After a while, don't you you just got to say stop. Too much of a good thing.
Stop licking my taint, Lindsay. Dates. They shouldn't be subject to this. He's getting all choked up, it seems. If we get the committee back, we're not going to do this. I'm here to say yeah, we're that not going to do this. Business, you can you're not going to do this. You're not going to inflict such trauma on on the committee. Fuck the American people. You're not going to inflict this trauma. If we get the committee back, if we get the majority back, you're fucked. That's what he's saying. We're dragging you back to the dark ages. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. F fuck the progressive era. Excuse me, all right, I gotta calm down with the cursing. Forget the New Deal. Forget the progressive era. Forget the Gilded Age. We're going back, we're going back to the dark ages. Oh, you better believe it. We're halfway there, more than halfway there. I can't stand it. In fact, this morning I was talking to Robin Kincaid on the phone. Robin, the great Robin Kincaid of Head On Radio Network. Uh, head On, uh, dot live. And anyway, and we were just, I, I was just saying, uh, you know, this is what makes me so depressed sometimes. I feel so alone in the world. And that's why I have to thank you guys for helping build this community because I just cannot understand who votes for these people. Who? Who are these people that sends Lindsey Graham back to Congress again and again and again? Who are the people that vote for Mitch McConnell? And, I mean, on and on. Marjor uh, perjury Trader Green and Lauren Band from the Bowling Alley Bobert. Oh, here comes the executive producer. Come on. You coming up? Okay, well, let's continue. The say, too, about your workforce. The idea that you can only get a government contract if you promise to be neutral is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, so For when he's asking. So all they're asking is that Amazon stop... Union busting. Oh, fuck. I can't deal with it, Junior. I can't. I just can't. Shut up! I'm doing a show! <laughs> so Christopher Smalls um, t gives Lindsay a lesson in reality. In my lifetime. And it should be carried out at the ballot box, and it will be. Oh, shut your um, Well, first your of all, hole. I want to address Mr. Graham. Um, first off, you know, you're, it sounded like you was talking about more of the companies and the businesses. Yep. And your oh, what a surprise. Speech, but you forgot that the people are the ones who make this, these companies operate. And that we're not protected. And that the process for when we hold these companies accountable, it's not working for oh, us. Well, that's, that's what they want. That's not what, that's the reason why we're here today. That's the reason why I'm here to represent the workers who make these companies go. That's right. And I think that it's in your best interest to realize that it's not a, 
a left or a right thing. It's not a Democrat or a Republican thing. Oh, well, of so, course. Of course it is. Excuse me. I call him Christopher Christian. But it's that's all that Republicans have. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. You better believe it is. Because who's always on the wrong side of history? That's the other thing I can't handle with these fascists. Aren't they tired? Do they ever get tired of being on the wrong side of history? And they don't. It doesn't seem to be. But the thing is, I will, we'll get to it. Um, notice the attitude of Alito. Okay, when we get to... We'll, we'll get to it all. It's the overarching theme of uh, being dragged back to the dark ages is owning the libs. Okay? We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. I'll just finish this up. Workers thing. It's a workers issue. And we're the ones that are suffering in the corporations yeah. that you're talking about, in the businesses that you're talking about, in the warehouses that you're talking about. So that's the reason why I think I was invited today to speak on that behalf. And you should listen because we do represent your constituents as well. That's right. Um, so just take that into consideration that the people company. are the ones that make these corporations go. It's not the, it's not the other way around. That's right. And later on in the hearing, Bernie Sanders reminds Lindsay, Miss Lindsay, that Amazon, the Amazon workforce, it has a 150% turnover rate. So they bring people in and they work them until they can't handle it anymore. And, they, and they're like, I'm out of here. They just chew people up and spit them out. Because what is the meaning for, of an economy? Of, uh, you know, according to Republicans, the meaning of an economy is to make the rich richer. According to a functioning constitutionally limited democratic republic the meaning of an economy is so we can promote the general welfare you know the general welfare over the welfare of the one percent oh the one percent gets to have a nice life too but what i, I don't understand what they're so sick these people you know for some reason, it's all—it's almost as if they can't—they—they're not happy unless they can exploit others. And there are people like that. Of course, Trump is one of them. He's a—he's a narcissist, sociopath, psychopath. There's no doubt in my mind. That's the other reason I'm like, who votes for these scumbags? Who votes for these horrible people? And they, then this is all right. So it all ties in because this is where, you know, they'll say, um, yeah, King David, they go into the Bible, you know, the ancient book of fables. Then we got to start talking about that. But they, they'll say, well, you know, um, he's giving us all everything we want. Now, I, I get that these freaks want the uh, abortion to be criminalized, but. I must remind everyone yet again, and we talk about it, and I've been posting it on Twitter, and I've been trying to get 
the word out. I don't understand why. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say it again. Um, abortion. Why? Why the Democrats don't you don't lead with this? It's like it's you know the saying, "Bury the lead." That's what it feels like to me. Abortions rate. The abortion rate does not reduce. Get well, how am I saying it? The abortion rate does not go down when abortion is criminalized. Okay? That's the bottom line. If you don't like abortion, then you would vote for the uh, health, wealth, education, economy, living wages, policies that actually reduce the abortion rate. So... The hypocrisy is astonishing, but I don't understand why the Democrats don't leave with it. Yeah, it, the Republicans want to control our bodies. They want to tell. They want to mandate pregnancy. Now, here's look at listen to how how ridiculous it is. Now, all you got to do is think. Okay, it would never happen that somebody would, um, for example, say. Okay, well, they're all about life, right? So you, let's say somebody needs a kidney. So they would never take some dude and say, well, you know what? You are a, 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 a match for this person's kidney or yeah, let's say this baby's kidney, right? They would never take, they would never do that and say, well, so we we're going to we we're going to need that kidney right now. So and in order to get it, we have to strap you down for 9 months and we'll just have to harvest it after and it would never happen. But to legislate a woman's body, that's another story. Of course, and it is about control. But the Republicans get another the added bonus of dividing the American people. And this is why I don't understand why the Democrats do not lead with the fact that abortions do not go down when abortion is criminalized because it automatically exposes the hypocrisy. I don't get it. So, for example, maternity mortality in the U.S., far outstrips that of other industrialized nations. You want to see this this uh, graph here? It's it is it's disgusting. Look at that. 20 Look at that. Look at that graph. It's a little too big. Let me let make it smaller. So New Zealand, of course, is the lowest. Norway, Netherlands, you know, all those democratic socialist nations. But they all have universal health care, of course. You know, health care as a right, not as a privilege. Uh, Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, France, and look at the the United States of Serfs and Lords, twenty three point eight percent. That's a that is a but that's a big number of. You talk of maternal the 
maternal mortality rate. Women who die, who needlessly die from being pregnant. It's like, we want to talk about the dark ages. We're already here. We're We're knocking on the damn door. That used to be the number one cause of death for women of, for time immemorial was childbirth. But here in the United States of serfs and lords, you're taking your life in your hands. Of course you are. Look at this. The, the nearest yeah, uh, is France, 8.7%. United States... 23.8 percent aren't you aren't i mean uh, I, i'm embarrassed frankly i'm embarrassed by that number i'm embarrassed sometimes to be an american i really am because of the hypocrisy and the stupidity and it's not like I mean, you know, it, it's the fact that people vote for them, these people. They vote for these freaks who never stop. The stupidity is is epic. And, um, yeah, they're, it's fascism. Hold on, I'm just trying to close out of something. Where's my e-cam? Producer, please go lay down. He's sitting over there looking at me. Lay down. Go lay down. Gonna have to get tough with the producer. Go lay down. Go lay down. Do I have something for you? Let me see. Do I have any treats? I have to walk around with treats in my pocket now. Because they're kind of... Ray and Tara Jr. Jr. All right, here, here. Go eat those treats. Come on. Go get them. I threw some treats down. You know, you got to bribe them. I'll be back. He'll be back. All right. What am I doing? Why? Why is my face so digitized? I don't know. Eh, whatever. All right. What was I talking about? All right. So there's, of course, this is Terror Buster. That's why we're, I'm all over the place. But the, um, it, there's so many routes I can take to discuss this. Uh, let's talk about the Supreme Court and um, the the pearl clutching from the Republicans about protesters showing up in front of the homes of the... Of, oh, here he is. Jesus Christ. Would, I, I just want you to sit and be quiet. Jesus, Louise, us. All right, honey. All right. Sit down now. Sit. Sit. <laughs> All right, everybody wants to see you. Hello. Oh, boy. So... Here's from USA Today, of course. Republicans hit Democrats over row protests at justices' homes. I know, I'm, I'm like, can't even talk. Calling them mob rule. 
Yeah, I, I don't see how it's mob rule, though. You see, the Supreme Court, the hypocrisy is astonishing. Well, but not unexpected. The Supreme Court, where are you supposed to, where, you, where are you supposed to protest, for Christ's sakes? They, the Supreme Court mandated that, or however they did it, however they do it, they decreed from their ivory towers that there would be no protesting in front of the Supreme Court, right? They have to, they have a a buffer zone, you know, because they need their their precious asses don't want to be bothered with the plebs, the plebeians. Go to, you know, just go to work and die, plebeians. This is not your country, it's their country. And this is the tyranny of the minority. And I'm sick of that too. I don't know about you, but I'm over this goddamn tyranny of the minority. And and I keep hearing Republicans say, well, those are the rules. They're not the rules. They're the rules that Republicans corrupted. And I keep hearing Republicans, average Joe morons, who don't know that abortion rate does not go down when it's criminalized. They'll just say, oh, we'll send it back to the states. Well, you mean the states that Republicans gerrymandered and riggered and jiggered and enshrined themselves as the overlords? despite receiving fewer votes, that, that state, you know what I mean? Those states, the, the states that you, that you corrupted, you see the trick? Oh, well, it should be all about the states, but they're all about the states unless they want to ensure that, um, a federal mandate, right? This is what they're doing. And Mitch, Moscow Mitch did not he actually admitted that they would pursue a federal ban on abortion, which is, again, I, which is why I don't understand Democrats, why you're not, I don't know, why are, why are you allowing them to get away with this bullshit about life? They hate life. If this were... I mean, if if Democrats don't fight, for God's sakes, if they don't start fighting, it's over. I just went on Twitter. Oh, God. Um, You know, this is the other thing. I don't understand. Like I said, all the time, I go on Twitter, and soon we'll be off Twitter, as soon as that scumbag turns it into 4chan. I'm so sick of him, too. I'm sick of them all. This this is why I mean we the founders fought a revolution so we didn't have to be under the the the, the whims of a fucking sociopath because he's got more money. What a scumbag! I how is this even coming up on my? I I don't know why. Every time I go on Twitter, right at the top, is some effing right winger. Liberalism is a disease. That's the his handle. Of course, it's probably a, um, you know, it's a Russian bot. Half of these are Russian bots. 
if you're deleting Twitter because Elon Musk is buying it, you're probably the reason he's buying it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate them. Mean tweets, 24 cheap. If this has Russian bot all over it. Because, you know, there's no face. There's no no way to to identify this person. And it's all about how um, uh, liberals suck and uh, America, na-na-na-na-na, um, gas prices and Biden and... Jesus Christ. Oh, look. I, look at this. Not... I'm not kidding. It's a Russian bot. Look at that. Starving American babies disguise, disguise themselves as Ukrainian soldiers in hopes of getting $40 billion in federal... So now they're, they care about starving babies. This sounds like a Russian bot to me. I'm sorry. It does. As, and especially getting some uh, digs about Ukraine in there. This is the government the founders warned us about. This is on this right-winger suspected bot. Anyway, whatever. Oh, fuck them. But the point is, when I go on Twitter, why am I seeing this effing right-winger at the top of my feed? I don't know this person. I don't follow this scumbag. I mute these pricks constantly. And I'm always fed a right-wing trope when I get on here. Well, let's see. Lauren Boebert. I saw one of the tweets that popped up in my feed, despite the fact that I don't follow this band from the bowling alley, bitch. And let's see. Boebert. B-O-E. Boebert. Bitch. How do you spell Bobert? B-I-T-C-H. Life wins in the Senate. Li this is what she's tweeting. Life. No, it doesn't. Life doesn't win when Republicans win. Well, because, you know, they this this vote that Chuck Schumer insisted on having to show the American people yet again how Democrats fail constantly, I guess. I don't know. Life wins. No, it doesn't. You hate life. But earlier... Oh, yes, uh, she's tweeting, abortion has killed millions more than COVID ever did. If you don't like abortion... Why are you a Republican? Because Republicans love abortion. Their policies create so many of them, you see. And she, this is the tweet I was referring, I was thinking of. Baby lives matter. Baby lives. No, they don't to Republicans. Republicans hate life. They not only hate baby lives, they hate toddler lives, adolescent lives, prepubescent, adolescent. They hate young adult lives. They hate adult lives. They hate middle-aged lives. They hate senior citizen lives. They hate life. Every time a Republican 
gets control, they make death by despair rise. They make the suicide rate go up. Every move they make is about killing babies, killing mothers carrying babies, killing toddlers, starving them to death if need be. Oh my God. I'm sick of it. I am, you know, I'm just sick of, I'm, I hate them, of course, but it's like, you know, a sun, the sun rises in the east, sets in the west, and Republicans suck. You can guarantee it. But I'm just sick of the Democrats not fighting. What, fighting in a stupid way, too. When they do fight. What's the problem? Oh, my God. Leave my hand out of this, Junior. <laughs> Look at this little fucker. Look what he's doing. He wants my hand. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you like... He just wants my hand to pet. If it's not petting, it's got to be bit. Come on, you pain in my ass. You see, I don't understand. Everybody's losing it in this house. Come on, I'm sick of your behavior. <laughs> Will you stop that, you little fucker? Hey, see, you hit your nose on the table. take it here comes ray this is the problem you see what i have here jackson galaxy's bully solution he's not even a sponsor all day like this ray is good here we go get over here putting this on them going nuts with the treats and like here ray is good all day all damn day. <sighs> I gotta be abused. I'm abused. Out in the world, I'm abused at home. I'm just, you know, I'm tired of the, of Ray, of, of Tara Jr. Jr. hissing at Ray. It happens all the time. I'm sick of it. What are you gonna do? It's over a year now. Calm down. He's not leaving, and I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. <coughs> Every time he walks by, he's like, it's not nice either. It's mean. Uh-oh, here he comes. Let's see what Junior's doing. He's watching him. Look. Keep it moving. Keep it move. Keep it salty, Ray. Keep it going. Oh, God. I'm exhausted from life. Yes, Terry Taylor on the chat. SCOTUS has been given too much power. Lifetime appointments are insane. Exactly. And that's why the Democrats have to do something by, you know, do what FDR did. Go, go after these fuckers. Expand the court. Give them limits. 
that's what FDR wanted to do. Make it so there were different categories of of justices. One would, there were the older justices would have one collective vote. Yeah, it's all about corrupting the courts for Republicans, and that's you know that's what they got. They turned. The, everything they touch, they turn into a sham. So now they got their filthy, scummy, fascist fingers around the court. And it's not just the Supreme Court, the lower courts too. And they're squeezing the life out of democracy. They hate democracy. They hate America. They cannot function in a free democratic society. They are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. Yes, Terry Taylor says the producer is having a tantrum. I'm sorry, Terry. He's a, he always has a tantrum. I don't know what it is. He's, I feel, I gotta take him, when I go to the vet again, I'm, I'm gonna get him on some kind of medication. I'm not kidding. He's getting incredibly cranky in his old age i don't know i thought maybe there was he was sick or something so he had you know another workup done apparently nothing's wrong except for his allergies he's got skin allergies but i don't know it's getting me it's driving me crazy it is driving me mad Wait a minute. Why is my... And you know what? It's just my camera's driving me mad, too. I'm tired of looking like a washed-out old two-bit whore. <laughs> oh, well, that has nothing to do with the camera. Ugh. My neck hurts, too. All right. Let's... Well, 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 here. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. What, what were we talking about? This fucking... These snowflakes... The Supreme Court. What the F? Crazy. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. The stream just stopped. To irritate me. I guess. Trying to irritate me. The stream stopped. Hopefully others, people will find the stream. This has been happening. The stream has been stopping. It's really annoying. Well, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. It just stopped. What? Oh, God. To bother me, I guess. We were doing well. We had a lot of people in the chat room. We had a good conversation going. Thank you, Jonathan. We could hear you. You could hear me, but you couldn't see me. I have no idea. Actually, the camera looks better now, doesn't it? It's kind of strange. Maybe something was wrong. Because it was looking very weird and blown out. I don't know. Whatever. As long as we can get back to the business the business of liberal talk of being in the on the right side of history 
God. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Another great show. Thank you. I, I don't know. There's something wrong with my neck. That's why I keep doing this. I have a problem with my neck. It hurts. Like my soul. Jesus, Mary and jo Oh, thank you, JD. I know. Tricky, right? I don't know. It just stopped. I don't know why. I don't know. This is what's been going on. It, I, it just stopped. The stream just stopped. And this time it seemed like it was Ecamm. Last time the stream stopped, it was Restream. Maybe it is Restream. No, no, actually. It can't be Restream because it was, that Restream was still going. It was definitely Ecamm. Oh, Jim. Thank you, Jim. You guys are crazy. I appreciate it, though. God. Everybody's annoying me. Not you. I mean, the stream... My my own cat, my own namesake, my little junior. I love him, though. I do. I love that cat. I love them all, but I just want them to get along. Doesn't every mother want her sons to get along? I'm tired of the fighting. All right, just like I'm tired of these filthy Republicans. Wouldn't it be nice? Sometimes I dream about living in a normal country. Like it must be nice to, for example, live in New Zealand, where everybody isn't at each other's throats like this. Yeah, right. There's an overarching understanding that we're in this together. And that's supposed to be what this is. And this is why I have, I have uh, low hopes for the future of the country. And we've discussed it before. I keep thinking about, you know, the last days of the Roman Republic. It took the Roman Republic 500 years to die. You know, it was only really in the last 100, 100 years, 150 years when, well, Scholars trace the last days of the Roman Republic from the assassination of Tiberius Gracchus, who was a reformer who tried to save the Roman Republic from the income disparity and, you know, from the same shit, well, some of the same shit that we, we're dealing with, the, the corruption. And it's... Uh, we're not even 200... Well, how old are we? 250 years old? Are we 250 years old? Wait, how old is the United States? How many years? I forget. I was only a baby back then, so... Oh, 200... We're not even 250 years old. 246 years old. And we're already this divided to the point where, you know, we can't, you cannot have a, um, a functioning democratic republic with this kind of division. You have to fight for the, um, you know, a common story, a common understanding of what, what we're doing you know, what this thing is supposed to be. Well, we don't have that. We have, I mean, we don't even have a common understanding 
of reality. And that's by design. And that is by, it's, it is on purpose of the, of the right-wingers. They want us to be divided because the goal has always been to destroy democracy. If only the Democrats would say that, would say the quiet part out loud. I don't know what they're doing pining for these effing fascists as if there's any hope and as if they're redeemable. They're not. Just say it because we, you know, I was, I had hope for a second when Joe Biden said uh, they've been, you know, well, well, not just Joe Biden, um, Jen Psaki, they've asked her, oh, anytime the, anytime something happens, the, the right wingers are like, I thought Joe Biden was going to unite us. He said he was going to unite us, but now he's not supporting every fascist lie that comes out of our mouths, so he's dividing us. And Jen Psaki, and I, and I, I think I heard Joe Biden say something similar, um, that we will unify around democracy. We're not unifying around a, a party, uh, the policies of this, this fascist party will unify around democracy. And if you want, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're an independent and you want to unify, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a supporter of democracy, will we have common cause then? But we're not going to unify around a political party that is, I don't know, that really needs to go the way of the Whigs, frankly, at this point. And so that gave me hope when I heard Jen Psaki say that, because I agree, let's unify the country around democracy. But, and you don't unify us, the, the country, by um, constantly enabling the right-wingers. They're not, they're not capable. Uh, and Joe Biden really needs to say it. But he won't, of course. He needs to say that, uh, yes, we will unify around democracy, but this, whatever this is, this Republican Party is, is not a small-D Democratic Party. They are, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you would say they're the domestic enemies the founders warned us about, but what the hell else are they? They have corrupted the court. And when Joe Biden goes to the American people, he needs to say that. We're not packing the court. We're f trying to fix it. It's been packed. But I guess that, that, um, that, I guess that, uh, that's been, I mean, that ship has sailed in a way because the Democrats have, it's almost as if every time they get their asses beat by the fascists who have no qualms destroying democracy and violating norms. And I mean, that's not violating norms. You're destroying democracy. You're not crossing a line. You're wiping your ass with democracy. You're, you're spitting on the grave of everyone who ever died for this thing. And, but every time they shoved another unqualified scumbag who likes beer 
and wants to be a handmaid on the court and and the over um the one thing they all have in common is that they have absolutely no honor at least in the very least so but every time they shove one of these scums on the court the uh, democrats it just seems like they go oh well and they start playing uh, i guess playing into the hands of the conservatives or whatever the fascists by not reminding the american people every time they get in front of a camera they should say the illegitimate amy coney barrett the illegitimate gorsuch the illegitimate freaking i like beer right because they're not they weren't um put on the court legitimately they were put on the court because first of all barack obama said said oh well that's another thing why didn't the the democrats fight when mitch when moscow mitch pulled his coup the Democrats should have been screaming and and not letting it go. You don't just go, oh, well, they fucked us. And you just like, oh, okay, Justice Gorsuch says, oh, well, he's not a justice. He's an illegitimate scumbag who participated in a coup. You know, and that's why, you know, that's what the Republic, I mean, the Democrats should have been messaging all along not you can't just pull it out of a hat now it's like every time the republicans pull their dirty tricks the democrats just go oh well we were fucked and and that's the way it is amy coney bitch face resting bitch face barrett she's she she couldn't wait to get her unqualified ass on the bench she couldn't wait for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's body to be cold. Because they hate America. They hate democracy. They want more dead. They want to drag women into the back alleys. And they want the American people divided. You need this division if you want to kill democracy once and for all. So when they... Uh, talked about this is what the Democrats should have been doing all along when Republicans go say they loathe government what they really mean is that they hate democracy government is the problem Democrats should have been like um, that's the government that the founders fought a revolution to create you unpatriotic piece of shit uh oh here he comes again uh Okay, good. Probably went to eat. God in heaven. Oh, they... They're bullying. Brett Kavanaugh is not in danger. As this article from, where is this? NBC News. Look at that. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh is not in danger, unlike the abortion precedent he's ready to overturn. 
A vigil outside Kavanaugh's house led to a predictable pearl clutching. But a country in which the powerful can seize rights without even a nonviolent protest is not a democracy. Yeah, they don't care that they're the minority. In fact, they don't care that the American people... Nobody was asking for this. Just like when, when Justice Effin Roberts wiped his ass with the Voting Rights Act. Nobody was asking for that either. But there you go, the tyranny of the minority. And Democrats should have been hollering about it nonstop. This is illegitimate. They are illegitimate. They're, this is the tyranny of the minority. And that's why we have to fix this court. It's not packing it. We have to fix this democracy because the Republicans are not, they, they don't like democracy. They're trying to drag us back to the times that the founders fought a revolution to overthrow. Oh, you don't think so? Look at their policies. Make the rich richer. Whittle away at the, 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 the wall of separation between, between church and state. Ensure that education is a providence of the rich. These are all, um, it's not even Gilded Age policies. You're talking about feudalism. They want to make sure we're all indentured servants to the banks in some form, whether you come out of school with a, a $100,000 loan that you can never pay off or get a job to pay off because the Republicans want to ensure that you don't have living wages you know, and if you do, half of it, or more than half, has to go to your fucking health care premium. And God help you if you ever need it. Because then you might have to go on GoFundMe. They don't give a shit. Oh, if, especially if you get pregnant. But I guess that's your fault because you're a whore and a bitch and you, you should be a handmaid. Oh, and as Matt Getz said, overeducated. Not like the um, underage girls that he Venmoed with the, 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 you know, because he's so clever. He tagged it tuition. Yeah, tuition for my tiny dick, right? You, f you pricks, you filthy, disgusting. Monsters. They're all a bunch of monsters. And you know what, Democrats? I don't care. Oh, you're going to unite us. Can't we all just get along? No. No, we can't. I'm sorry. I can't get along with people who want to drag me back to the dark ages. I can't get along with freaks who, who want to worship their sky spook. Go right ahead, but don't shove it down my throat. It's always them shoving it down our throats. They're so, they're so upset when things are shoved down their throats. Well, who, who, what is shoved down their throats? Decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, community. They can't handle that. That's shoved down their throats. When they are asked 
you know, nicely to just be uh, a decent person, be a good neighbor, shut your fucking mouth if that's the best you can do. You don't like that you live next door to somebody who's married to somebody with the same pee-pee? Then look away, scummy. But they can't do that. They got to get their Jesus, their, their fake Jesus. I don't know what Jesus they worship. Because he sure is a scumbag. That Jesus. And if Jesus came down, uh, if, like they keep promising... They'd crucify him again. You know it. Because Jesus was crucified by the conservatives. Right? Until that, what happened? A bunch of, bunch of pricks got a hold of the church. That's what happened. And they turned it into another cha-ching, money-making opportunity to keep people in their place. And that's why the founders were like, F this. They knew a world where church and state was intertwined. And that's not the um, enlightenment, the enlightened society they were trying to create. Now, uh, yes, I know there are a bunch of effing hypocrites. But we know baby steps, and they they wrote some yeah when they met when they said all men are created equal, they meant all men, but the more we the closer we get to that more perfect union to expanding the franchise for all that's where we what when republicans can't handle it, they freak out, they want that system back, they want the system where everybody knows their place and little beer bong Brett is at the top of the heap screaming, I like beer and uh, fuck you, I'm going to rape you, right? And nobody can say anything about it because it's my uh, birthright to be on the Supreme Court. That's what these pricks act like. You know, it's their birthright. Oh, Amazon's a piece of crap company, you're saying. No, you're a piece of crap, Lindsay. Oh, no. Here we go, bully. Bully solution for you. Ray is good. Ray is good. Here he's back. He's back. Here comes the bully. Come on. You coming or not? What are you doing? Are you going to sit and be a nice little baby? Oh, help me, Lord. Well, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from Republicans. So Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Darling, four dollars is trying to find me. I wait. 
for deliverance each day until three. Oh Lord, Marit, won't you buy me a country without Republicans? Just a little take on an old favorite. Where was I? Oh, they, they're going to divide us. I thought Joe Biden was going to unite us. I was reading something and I totally got distracted by everything. As I do. As I am wanted. Sometimes you never know. The show will I'll just break out into song. <laughs> a cat will come up. A cat will bite me. I'll break out in song. I don't feel like singing now, though. Because my neck hurts. My soul hurts. Lauren Boebert is in the Congress. I mean, what the hell? Where do I live? Where do I... Does this, does this happen in New Zealand? Do they have Lauren Bulberts in um, in functioning societies? No, they don't. You realize that? They don't have complete unfit crackpots in positions of power in civilizations that don't suck. Right? I'm not kidding. It's true. I wish I was wrong. It sucks to be right. It certainly does. I've I've lost where the thing I was reading. But let's read this instead. That you want to talk about? Um, oh, Joe Biden isn't uniting us. That he said he was going to unite us by make giving us everything we want. Every disgusting, abhorrent, dis divisive policy, kiss up, kick down, I got mine, sucks to be you policy. He, th he said he was going to do it. But wait till they destroy a, a constitutional right. Because that's what the, the right to abortion was for 50 years. Oh, there, and then Republicans. I've had right wingers say, "Where is it? In, where's abortion in the Constitution?" This is part of Alito's scam argument that he had to go and um, cite a 17th century jurist, right? They'll say, "There's no right to abortion, and it, there's a right to privacy." That's how it was read for over 50 years, and on those rights, the constitutional rights, the um, other, other uh, rights we take for granted were expanded, like the right to marry whoever the, you, you know, the person of a same peepee or not, somebody with different pigment, oh my God, and have contraception, that uh, because Republicans are, they are repressed and they're sick. They, th and they, they want in their demon haunted fake ass Jesus world. They 
if if you enjoy sex, you should pay. You should pay with your life if necessary, um, but at least uh, pay the pay the price by having a baby and guess having a another child against your will regardless of the economic factors of your life that republicans don't want to do anything about even though that's the primary reason somebody would have an abortion this is see they i hate them and but i hate democrats more in, in this way for not not running with with the truth not I, I don't know, like being um, embarrassed about being on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy, and humanity. It's unbelievable. Pro-life. Every time a Republican said, I'm pro-life, the Democrats should just burst out laughing. Oh, really? You're pro-life? Well, well sign on to this bill that will... Uh, you know, expand. How about the child tax credit? These scumbags. Poverty, childhood poverty in the richest country on earth skyrocketed back up 40%. Right after it, 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 the Republicans and Joe Manchin let it expire. Let the child tax credit expire. So, the, so you know, Republicans are clutching their clutching, clutching, clutching their pearls. Michelle Goldberg writes in the New York Times, "The death of Roe is going to tear America apart." Well, that's the point. In his draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade, Samuel Alito blamed that 1973 abortion decision for sparking a national controversy that has embittered our political culture for half a century. Yeah, that was it, right? See how wrong they are? They are, they're the, you know, just because some freaks who lack the fundamental maturity to function in the type of free democratic society they can only pretend to love, uh, just because some of these freaks haven't been educated enough to understand that women have been having abortions since there were women, period, and that the abortion rate does not go down when it's criminalized. So stop attacking abortion and start demanding that your Republican senators support the Democratic policies that actually reduce the numbers of abortions. You know, I don't I don't understand why that's such a hard sell, but seems to be. Um, uh, what was I saying? They they just because these freaks can't can get with uh, modern society doesn't mean that we're in an embittered political culture for half a century because some loud assholes like the January 6th insurrectionists, you know, they're the minority, but they're a bunch of loud assholes and they're violent and for some reason... Uh, we all have to, we all have to listen. 
so he says he quoted Scalia, who is a scumbag and rotting in hell, burning in hell, not rotting. Rotting would be a step up for him. Roe fanned into life an issue that has inflamed our national politics in general and has obscured with its smoke the selection of justices to the court in particular ever since. Because you people can't function in a free democratic society. You hate, de- you hate democracy. You hate freedom. And freedom, you know, has to be, what, what, what's the quote? The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. That's definitely apropos here. As a matter of history, the idea that Roe ignited America's culture wars is, at best, a distortion. The 7-2 decision was not as clearly politically divisive when it was decided as it is today. Catholics opposed it, but many conservative evangelicals did not. The Southern Baptist Convention passed a resolution calling for legal abortion in some circumstances, in 1971, and then reaffirmed it in 74. As the Dharma historian Randall Baumer has argued, evangelical leaders didn't seize on Roe until the contemporary religious right began to coalesce. At the end of the, uh, uh, end of the 1970s, largely in response to the IRS stripping segregated Christian schools of their tax exemptions. But even Roe, if Roe, had let loose the forces ripping this country apart, its end still wouldn't bring detente. Instead, the demise of Roe will exacerbate America's antagonisms, creating more furious legal rifts between states than we've seen in modern times. If you think it's polarized now, you haven't seen anything yet, said Mary, Mary Ziegler, a visiting professor at Harvard Law School and an author of the forthcoming book, Dollars for Life, the Anti-Abortion Movement and the Fall of the Republican Establishment. Very soon, if the Supreme Court really discards Roe and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, the 1992 decision partly upholding it, We will have two wildly different abortion regimes in the country. About half the states are expected to mostly prohibit abortion. In 11 states, there won't even be exemptions for rape and incest because they love life. You know, so much life going on there. A bill moving through the, the Louisiana Senate would allow prosecutors to charge those having abortions with homicide, which the Republicans already did in Texas until, I guess, they found it politically um, unpalatable and then dropped the charges. The scumbags. Blue states, meanwhile, are casting themselves as abortion sanctuaries. Oregon lawmakers recently passed a bill to create a $15 million fund to help cover abortion costs, costs, including for those traveling to the state for the procedure. Something similar is in the works for California. Abortion clinics in Illinois, bordered by several states where abortion is likely to be made illegal, are preparing for a huge influx of patients. The right won't be content to watch liberal states try to undermine abortion bans. 
as the draft of the forthcoming article in the Columbia Law Review puts it, overturning Roe and Casey will create a novel world of complicated interjurisdictional legal conflicts over abortion. And that's what Republicans want. You see, they want us incessantly at each other's throats for time immemorial until they can install a, an outright autocracy once and for all. Oh, boy. I'm not going to read the whole thing, I guess. It goes on. It's just detailing. Uh, conservatives, of course, have a plan for reconciling clashing abortion laws, a federal abortion ban. Speaking to, you know, because states' rights, right? Speaking to NBC News this week, Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota said he was concerned about women traveling across state lines to get abortions because, you know, they're so concerned. I don't find a lot of solace in that just because it didn't happen in my state. So, yeah, I think you could expect that. Pro oh, wait, is this a good, good, good person? I don't know. Whatever. You can think uh, you. Uh, so, yeah, I think you could expect that pro-life activists would push for federal protections. And they, Mitch, Moscow Mitch already said so. According to the Washington Post, Joni Ernst, oh, that bitch, a Republican senator from Iowa, plans to introduce a bill to ban abortion after six weeks. Oh, I hate them. It won't pass as long as Democrats are in control, but at some point there will most certainly be a Republican president and a Republican Congress it's easy to imagine conservative activists demanding that their leaders jettison the filibuster in order to push through a national abortion ban. You better believe it. It's hard to imagine. I, you know, they could do it, and then, and then they'll bring it back. You understand? That's what they'll do, these fucking pricks. And then if Democrats ever get control again, they'll be like, oh, we have a long tradition We'll have the likes of Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin will give us all these justifications. I can't take it. I can't. It's hard to imagine the Republican senators who've defended the filibuster putting procedural principle above one of their base's most cherished goals. And that's the thing. What, what goals do Democrats have? You know, I know some... Democrats, normal Democrats, have like, you know, uh, well, Bernie Sanders isn't a Democrat. He's an independent. But what can you say? Do all Democrats have the goal of universal health care, universal higher education, living wages? They could say that. But then you'll have other, the Democrats, they don't believe, you know, they'll talk about access to health care. They'll talk about, um, oh, well, what, what, what happened recently? Uh, Joe Biden did something. He, uh, Joe Biden did, well, of course he did something, but what did he do? Wait, hold on. That really, it annoyed me, though it was good. Everybody was like, oh, this is great. But it irritated me because, I'll get to it, because I think I sent it to myself. Let me see. Hmm. 
Here it is. I found it. Uh, hold on. Biden administration is capping the cost of high-speed internet for millions of Americans. Okay. President Biden announced his administration's secured a commitment from 20 internet providers to cut prices for qualifying buyers. Okay. The plan as part of the bipartisan infrastructure law will reduce internet costs for millions of America, Americans. Okay. Families like here at, at the plan as part of the bipartisan bipartisan. See, fuck you. This is I'm looking at WAFB, and there. Um, this is the article by Perry Robinson, who writes the plan as part uh, of the bipartisan infrastructure law. Yeah, you got to say that bipartisan. It's bipartisan because the Republicans are an, a viable alternative, you see? They're really working for you, America. Okay. Uh, we'll reduce internet costs for millions of Americans by up to $30. Families that qualify can get credit toward their monthly bill, which could mean some families will pay nothing. The importance of internet access became even more important during the pandemic. Blah, blah, blah. Scottsville High School student so-and-so says, uh, yeah, 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 blah, blah. Wait, ow. Oh, boy, here he comes again. For more information of how to qualify... Visit this website. And it's the White House website. As part of the bipartisan infrastructure law. Shut the fuck up. Why are you saying that? Excuse my language. I'm pissed tonight. On Right on the White House site. Part of the... See, because they want to tout how bipartisan they are. You, you think if... If and when the fascists finally stick the shiv into Lady Liberty's eyes um, and they tout some bullshit on their on the on the website that they uh, control despite receiving fewer votes, you think they're going to talk about bipartisanship anywhere? Will there be any mention of bipartisan? You know, it's like Democrats are are beaten dogs, but beaten dogs, I, I, that's a wrong um, analogy. That's a wrong comparison because beaten dogs bite back. You know, I don't know what they are. The, the Democrats are like worms. Bipartisan. Oh, well, you got to give... Those Republicans credit, right? They really are working for the American people. Fucking bastards. 
bipartisan infrastructure law. President Biden and Vice President Harris worked with Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Isn't that amazing? You mean Republicans actually care, and they are—they can work with a with, with for the American people. Can you believe it? to create the Affordable Connectivity Program, which provides eligible households $30 a month off their internet bills to deliver maximum cost savings to families. Now, uh, can anybody tell me why this kind of annoys the fuck out of me? Not just the bipartisan part. Because, yet again... I'll explain. I'll jump to the chase in case you missed it. Um, it's more, I got mine. It's more, it's more opportunity for the Republicans and just in general for the American people to be at each other's throats. You know, oh, you pay zero for your internet when I, I got to pay fucking $75 a month. You see what they do? I'm just saying I'm, that's not even a real thing. I'm just giving an analogy. This is what, this is why we're going to fail, why the country will fail. And this is why FDR created socialist security to belong to everyone because it couldn't be vilified. It belonged to the American people. And that's why it's the most successful government program in this sad dying empire I don't even know the sad dying country's history short history every time any every time we turn around it's another I got mine if you're poor you can you know you'll get free internet that's why the middle class so called what's left of it even though the middle class is below 50% of the population and the american people can't save $400 even though they all think they're middle class you know most if you ask most working suckers they'll they'll say they're middle class even though it's bullshit that's another thing Democrats fail at messaging. But, you know, they'll, it's another way to keep people divided and kicking down, you know. Uh, the, the resentments, keep the resentments going. Because there, there could be no unity. What is, what, what is the problem yeah, of course, you know, this is the reason it sucks is because it is bipartisan. You see, I guess the, the whole argument is, well, you know, you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. But this is what kills the country. And they're like, well, we have to pass something and help some people at least. But this is the vicious cycle of decline. Instead, what the Democrats should go out and message that, you know, we're a country, this is a great so-called country, right? We're the richest country on earth. But um, I don't know why we can't in 
make <laughs> ensure that everyone has low cost internet. The whole fucking country. But we can't do that because that's too small d democratic. That's too unifying. That's too general welfare. That's too much promoting the general welfare. You can't have that. You got to have, you know, throw a bone to some of the people really on the balls of their ass. And then, I mean, what's the incentive then, right? This is what people will say. If I make more money, then I'll lose my internet and then I'll have to pay and I won't be able to get my health care anymore. You know, they keep people in that cycle. That's how it is. That's how it keeps going. The cycle of poverty. And so you have those a little higher on the ladder can look down and say, oh, they get everything. I get nothing. And I've heard this from people who should know better. The suckers, you know, people who are... uh, you know, call themselves Democrats and say, oh, you know, I got to pay. I got to pay full fare. Why? Because I got to pay for poor people. I told you, my friend, talking about his um, health insurance. Oh, I got to pay. I got It's not cheap. Fucking more than people's mortgage. And... I don't get any subsidies, you know. My friends, like, I don't get any subsidies. I got to pay full fare because I have to pay for the poor people too. This is exactly what he said, but it, not with a uh, Nobel, 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 <laughs> oblige. I can't say that word, but with resentment. But that's the point. That is the point. That's the scam. It's part of the game. So, yeah, oh, good going, Democrats. You got your bipartisan infrastructure. You got your bipartisan uh, affordable connectivity program. Good going. Good going, suckers. It's like um, FDR taught you nothing. God, if we, if FDR didn't create socialist security to belong to everyone, where would it be today? It would already be destroyed. That it would already be phased out. That Republicans want to do, you know, sunset it. This this pisses me off, man. Oh, good, it's great. Learn how President Biden is reducing the cost of high-speed internet and find out if you qualify. Well, you know what? We should all qualify just by virtue of our citizenship. Why do these fucking, um, you know, private internet companies who have monopolies... Uh, they're supposed to give back. Why? Why should they reap the buku bucks? Because some uh, their CEOs got to get paid, bitch. 
they're not uh, providing a service and reaping a modest gain, right? I mean, that none of that, none of hard-earned, you know, uh, fair wages or fair uh, recompense for services rendered, none of that. They want rapacious wealth. You can't feed the greed if you provide a service that belongs to everybody by right of citizenship. You know, you only get it if you're, if you're on the balls of your ass. And that means you've got to be stripped of all of everything. Not, I mean, in this dying, sick country, I wish, honestly, I fucking wish I didn't see the truth. You know, I really do. I wish if I was, if I had to take the red pill, I'd say, give me that blue pill. Put me back in the matrix. I, I want to, I, I want to relax a little bit. But nobody, who does, who, does anybody even see this? I don't know. Some people, I guess, they were like, oh, this is great. I'm sure other liberal talk shows will be like, oh, wonderful. To me, it's, it is a, um, it's an example of the fact that we, we're hopeless. We, this is a step back, <laughs> but it's not even a, it's not a step in the right direction. President Biden should be out there saying no one should pay, um, a rep- this rapacious, filthy, goddamn, out of control, you know, uh, prices for internet that is now a public goddamn utility. So because of that, we're going to make sure that every American has an, has an affordable internet access. Not just, I mean, if you qualify, you, you qualify by birthright, right? In a functioning society, in other countries, they don't pay the amount of money that we pay for internet access, that's for sure. We pay the most, of course, of course we do. In all of the Western so-called damn democracies, of course we do, because we're dumb. And we're, we we exist to, um, to just funnel money into the, disgusting open mouths of the rapacious 1% who are never sated. I'm sick of it, man. Jesus Christ. What? Errol Thomas says, I think you should invite Kathy Griffin on your show so we can all hear about what Republic clowns were trying to do to her. Yeah, I wish she would come on my show. I don't know. I can't, 
I can't take another rejection, Errol. I've had enough. <sighs> Am I wrong here? No, I'm not. Of course I'm not. Look, he's being nice, but you're in you're in the way of the you're in the way of the keyboard. Oh, oh, he's moving. All night. This is what I hear. What is it with you? What is it? Will you? Oh, I get you on some meds. God, help us. Let me see. I want to find this out. How much does internet cost in France? Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not I'm all over. When I, I just, I know people from other places, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, they tell me things like how dumb we are oh look what France has taught me Americans are suckers who have themselves to blame for crappy broadband this is an article from 2014 though but yeah this is a because we're dumb alright shut up and fuck it off hey you hear him? He's just like, just go lay down. I'm sick of your shit. When did this? When did you become so such a bitch? <laughs> this is how all my relationships end. <laughs> but we're not going anywhere. Maybe you're going back to North Shore. You want to go back to North Shore? All right, sit down. Be nice. Sit down. I'm sick of it. Oh, my God. I can't handle it. I'm going to tell you something about my new life in France, and then you are going to weep. Ready? Our family moved to Toulouse, France, in late August after living in San Francisco, in the San Francisco Bay Area for 15 years. We lived in a lovely two-bedroom house in North Oakland. Ah! All right. We were mostly happy Comcast customers. We subscribed to Comcast Broadband, which gave us about 25 mega, me, megabytes download speed for $85 a month. Now, remind, uh, mind, remember, it is this is a 2014 article. Ow, my neck. We didn't have cable or a home telephone. For mobile, we had two iPhones on AT&T's network for $144 a month. We had 450 minutes of calling time. Remember that? Not including nights and weekends. My wife's phone had two gigabytes of data on each, while mine had a grandfathered unlimited plan. At various times, I tried to switch from Comcast, but the DSL speeds offered by rival services were just too slow. In total, we were paying roughly $229 a month 
now we live in the city of, uh, in the center city of Toulouse, France. In an apartment where I'm a broadband customer of a company called Numericable. Here's what I get for $63 a month. 100 megabytes download speed, 250 cable channels, a home television, I mean a home telephone with unlimited international calling, a mobile phone that includes unlimited minutes, 3 gigabytes of data each month, and the only trade-off was losing my unlimited AT&T plan. Separately, I'm getting ready to sign my wife up for $20 a month mobile plan, which provides the which uh, is free, then comes with unlimited calling and three gigabytes of data. So our telecom costs here will be $83 a month. What's up? About a third of the cost in the United States for services that are astronomically superior. Trust me when I say that you don't know how truly awful things are in the U.S. when it comes to broadband. What if he just, he puts the qualifier in until you leave. Not only have I experienced this, but I'm reminded of it again recently with this story in the New York Times called Why Has the U.S. Fallen Behind in Internet Speed and Affordability? Oh, why? You know, because we're the greatest country that God ever created. I'm sick of it. The problem is that in current U.S. economic policies, politics and cultures, Americans have been told that they have a choice. Either you believe in government regulation or you believe in free markets. Government intervention is the enemy of innovation and competition. It's a choice that is, is uh, as simple as it's false. Unfortunately, the, a gullible American, the gullible American public has swallowed it whole in France and much of Europe has developed a far more nuanced view of how markets and governments relate to each other. And as the Times story notes, that is in large measure due to the work of an economist from the Toulouse School of Economics who won the Nobel Prize, Jean Chirul. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Okay, whatever. According to his work, is complex. He has had a big influence on European government's view of regulation. One important message is that it's a big mistake to take an ideological approach to regulation. Well, that's the fucking Republican Party, right? All regulation is bad, right? You know, you're just supposed to let corporations dump their poisonous waste wherever the fuck they want because reg- all regulation is bad. God, I hate them. God, why? Why did you do this to me, God? 
In the case of France Telecom, the French government sets strict rules for the sharing um, and uh, blah, 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 and infrastructure. It has, and it enforces these rules. Oh, boy, here comes the fucking producer again. <laughs> I, I just don't have the patience tonight. I'm sorry. And my neck hurts. I'm cranky. I'm crabby. I'm, I mean, I fed you. What do you want? Besides to bite me. You treat me like shit, like every other relationship. Huh? I know. I'm being mean. Sit down. Sit. What do you want? What is it, honey? What is it? Oh, boy. The real problem is that the average American has bought into this false choice, government versus competition, and so they are not going to insist on new regulations and stronger enforcement that might lead to, actu to actually to more competition. Instead, expect that for years to come, you'll continue to overpay for crappy broadband. This is the price you pay for being suckers. And it's a big one. Yeah, we are. That's what I'm saying. What? How much more? More, right? How much longer do we take it? We'll take it until I don't know. We stop taking it. But it doesn't stop until the American people stop being divided and stupid. Divided by these divisive policies. So when Democrats start lamenting how divided we are, and we'll hear it. Well, the Republicans cry those crocodile tears, too. But when Democrats do it, you say, well, stop dividing us with your divisive policies. Like, what is this shit? We, you can't use government. The government that our, I mean, relatives, founders, uh, so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, to the government that is constitutionally mandated to promote the general welfare. You can't use that to ensure that we have ready access and decent, decent access to a public utility for without being fleeced by some fuckers. Who do who just want us to be, I don't know, we're just like soil and green. Just churn it out. Churn out, churn out profit for the few on the backs of the many. And they'll keep waving their flags at us, right? Wave that flag, sucker. Tie it around your eyes while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Help. Oh, my neck hurts. What time is it? Oh, I didn't even start the show until like nine. And then we... We had a break because goddamn Ecamm crapped out. I, I you know, I want to go... The last thing I want to talk about, but I think this is going to be a lot, is... um. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even, 
plan on talking about that broadband thing, but it it's so it's just annoying to me. Anybody else? Am I wrong here? Let me know. But I right before I started the show, I saw that um, Steve Schmidt went after, well, he, he took Megan McCain to the, you know, to school, I guess. And I want, I didn't really get a chance to read it. So I thought maybe it would be fun to read it together. So let's see. Steve Schmidt. Well, Steve Schmidt is knows Megan McCain. She he knows because he was part of John McCain's presidential campaign and was of course now he's not a Republican anymore because uh, obviously he's not a traitor or a dupe or a moron. But he, in my opinion, is responsible partly responsible for for Trump because he if if um he's he's instrumental in in giving us Sarah Palin in propelling Palin to the to these to the national stage this unfit sociopath another unfit sociopath who in Steve Schmidt's own words was not not just that she was unfit and still is you know she's unfit she's unqualified but she is mean that's what he said she's mean that's what they all have in common you know put give it all of them don't let their fake ass crocodile tears about life fool you or yeah, I know it doesn't. They're so full of shit. It's like it stinks up the whole country. The stench. But you know, she's mean, like the rest of them. Just like I mean, that's Alito. That's Justice Uncle Clarence. That's Amy um, Coney, uh, resting bitch face. That's Lauren banned from the bowling alley, Bo Burton, Marjorie Perjury, Trader Green. I mean, they're all mean. They're all, uh, yeah, owning the libs. This is another thing that Democrats fall down on the job. Owning the libs. If you're motivated, if you're motivated, motivated, what am I saying? Motivated. Why can't I talk? What is motivated? If you're motivated, <laughs> I know there were two words that were trying to come out. Um, if you're motivated by owning or triggering your fellow Americans, you're a goddamn traitor. You're not a patriot. What is so hard about that, Democrats? Take it. You, it's yours. Run with it. God. So, um, Steve Schmidt. And Megan McCain apparently had, I guess, some words or something. Let me see if I can find a good one. <laughs> Where is this? 
Megan McCain ripped as rotten, entitled, and spoiled by her dad's former advisor, Steve Schmidt. Yeah. And she has no business being anywhere near any platform. You know what I mean? That's she, to me, of course, Megan McCain supplies endless fodder for this show. But because she is a, she's emblematic of, of the rot, you know, she, what does she bring to the table? What does she offer? She brings nothing. She does nothing but amplify lies. She's dumb. She is impervious to fact. You know, she's a cultist because she thinks being a Republican is her identity. You know what I mean? Because she's got no other identity. Also, that's what's also that's what's tedious about her. She's that much of a basic bitch that it has no creativity, has no personality. Her personality is she's a Republican. You know what I mean? That's what she that's what she thinks. That's why she calls. I mean, she calls her daughter Liberty. That's what she named her daughter. Liberty, because again, her daughter is not a human. She, her daughter is part of the brand. Liberty. Why don't you call her uh, stars and flags? Call her flag. Call her eagle. Freedom. Liberty. If you had, I mean, maybe she has a son or next time she has another child. What would she call him? You know, it will be somehow tediously related to a faux patriotism that is, I don't know. It's all about, it's all about style, not even style. It's about basic bitch style, but because the substance of patriotism is beyond her and them. This is a faux patriotism that doesn't give a shit about anybody. That's not patriotism. You know? Leaving people behind isn't patriotism. That's why that f- stupid broadband bill is part of the problem. You know, that's, I mean, that's how Democrats could sell things like socialist security, you know, just not just social, you know, but for example, the broadband, we are the party of FDR. We don't leave people behind. FDR created socialist security to belong to everyone. That's why we want to make sure everybody has broadband. So no damn politician can scrap it. That's use FDR's words. You know, reach back into history, your own history. But they won't. They'll go quoting Reagan. Because they want to be all bipartisan. (sighs) I'm exhausted from life. So, anyway. Getting back to this article. Sarah Palin has no business ever holding a position of public trust, ever. The senior campaign strategist for John McCain in 2008 also said. And um, the fact is, she's running again. 
the basic bitch. She, yeah. Congratulations, Steve Smith. You created a monster. But that monster, if that monster never existed, we would not have Trump. You know what I mean? Imagine when, see, the thing is, they, the Republicans, this is how we know Republicans hate America and it's all about politics and power to them. So when they cry about, oh, politics, Democrats are playing politics, you know, they're full of it. Republicans are full of shit because it's all politics. That's why Steve Schmidt picked Sarah Palin because she ticked off different boxes. They picked her before they even met her. They just went to Wasilla to, to seal the deal. She ticked off the boxes. You know, she was a governor of some shithole backwater town. She was, she had, uh, you know, she's pro-life, meaning she hates life, but yeah. She, um, what else? She, oh, well, she's a woman. That's the thing. Then they, they needed to um, make the Republicans seem like they had a big tent. The Republican big tent is, everybody's under the big tent. And all, um, all those who uh, know their place, you know, if you know your place, you're welcome in the big tent. That's why there's a lot of white closet cases, Ma you know, male, pudgy, pasty closet cases. So he, uh, they, they picked her and when it wasn't, it wasn't long, it, was, it didn't take long for them after they picked her to realize, oops, oopsie, doopsie, we fucked up and, uh, this bitch is broken. She's a broke ass sicko. She's a sociopath. She's not nice. She's a narcissist. Something wrong, you know, that's why she's supposed to, yeah, she's pro-life, like, um, you know, Megan McCain is a Republican, that's her identity, I guess. Same thing for, for Sarah Palin, and it's, it works in her favor, I think, like, when she, her child is, has Down syndrome, so that's part of her brand, you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going out on a limb here, but Sarah Palin, um, you know, without a Sarah Palin, there would be no Trump. That's for sure. But imagine if, if, uh, Steve Schmidt realized they all realized pretty close, pretty soon after they made the mistake that Sarah Palin was unfit. You know, and uh, she was unfit to attend a house party, in a drunken house party in Wasilla, much less lead a modern nation. And imagine if, if the, uh, the what the Maverick McCain went out and said, you know what, I made a goddamn mistake here. This bitch is broke. This bitch is well, boo boo, cuckoo. She's cracked. She ain't fit, honey. She don't know. She reads all of them. What? She doesn't know 
uh, she don't know nothing. <laughs> she don't know what she don't know. But she thinks she knows, and she's arrogant. She's got this unearned arrogance of that that can only that's only manifested by sociopaths. So I'm not comfortable making this this sick ass bitch my vice president because I'm a maverick, right? And Steve Schmidt would be like, "Yes, boss. Yeah, um, we are not just mavericks; we're patriots," and we don't want to put some unfit anybody anywhere near the white house. Cause we love America. You know, I wouldn't put people who are unfit to watch my cats in charge of them. If, you know, if I ever had get out of the tri-state area. So why would we do it to our country? We pretend to love, right? But Steve Smith, wanted power he wanted that power and that that money he uh, i appreciate his his convert his conversion but let's get real ah well at least he's speaking out now but he created the monster he helped Steve Schmidt, a former campaign advisor to John McCain, unleashed a torrent of tweets about Meghan McCain on Saturday, saying that her father was appalled and embarrassed by her conduct on the campaign trail, which Schmidt described as the most rotten, entitled, spoiled, cruel, mean, and bullying behavior I ever witnessed. Well, she fits right in. The trouble began... After the Washington Examiner reported that Megan McCain's memoir, Bad Republican, had only sold 244 copies since its April release, Schmidt reacted to the news by remembering the time he kicked McCain off the pl- off of a plane during the tw- that 2008 John McCain. Wait, 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 wait. Am I saying this correctly? Um. Schmidt reacted to the news by remembering the time he kicked McCain off a plane during the 2008 John McCain due to her, I think they I think they missed a word there, 2008 John McCain campaign due to her outrageous behavior. So he tweets, I can explain this. When I kicked Megan McCain off the 2008 McCain plane, because of our outrageous behavior, I talked to her mom and explained what was happening and why. Cindy got weepy and said, I just want to say <laughs> I raised two good sons. And I said, everyone knows you did. Yeah, you don't see the sons, right? They're probably, maybe they're not as filthy as her and dumb. I don't know. Well, of course, they're probably not as dumb. I have no idea. If they're Republicans or not, they probably are. Which makes them suspect, but okay. McCain appeared to retaliate by liking a reply that accused Schmidt of running a pedo racket. Oh, God. Oh, God. These, you see... He, by doing that, 
he prove she proves him right. This is how how much these Republicans are unfit. Everybody's a pedo, except them, the pedos. McCain has been trying, wait, wait, wait. Megan McCain has been trying to have a conversation with me for almost 14 years, Schmidt wrote on Saturday afternoon. Once again, today, she called me a pedophile, which it is slander. It is disgusting. It is untrue. And it says everything about her. Exactly. Here she is liking a tweet of a far-right liar and piece of filth. He added that after 14 years of abuse and attacks, today is the day I have decided to respond. What followed was an 11-part Twitter series recounting McCain's behavior through the 2008 campaign. Many of the tweets characterized her as a raging, screaming, crying baby, despite her being in her mid-20s at the time. Let's read these tweets. It's going to be fun. To read these tweets. Yeah, she uh anybody surprised? And then she's a she is a crybaby though. I don't mind people crying when there's reason. Like I cry all the time. When I weep for this country. But when you're a, an entitled little b- brat who doesn't know what you don't know and you are and you think that you know by osmosis that's that's sick you know you're sick bad republican you're not a republican you're just a narcissist who doesn't know what the hell you're talking about who cares about her yeah i don't understand why she has a platform at all. But that's what I mean. That's why the country sucks. And it's, well, why don't you leave it? I don't know. Grandma. Grandma came here. Hey, I wore the uniform of this country. I had some hopes. It's very sad, really. You know what, actually? Eh, should I talk about it? Well, I found, well, I've been cleaning my, I've been doing some spring cleaning and I came across my, my, there's a manual, the individual, what is it? Basic, uh, IAT, uh, soldiers, basic manual of soldiers tasks. I, I can't remember how, what it's called. And, uh, then I was looking through it and going down memory lane and, uh, and I forgot, right at the top, right in the first section of it, there was, it was, you know, history of the army. And there was a whole part about the Newburgh conspiracy, about George Washington, how George Washington, that, and so the army felt th- that it was necessary for every soldier to understand that the United States has, um, you know, is different because unlike democratic republics that have failed throughout well republics throughout history we the our military owes allegiance to civilian authority and the constitution and um who are you know who owe author who owe allegiance to the constitution 
And I found that touching, frankly, and also sad, given where we are, where we have outright traitors like Trump trying to get back into office and who are attacking democracies all over the globe at here at home and abroad who praise dictators you know and you know for a fact that George Washington would uh, I mean what would he say about Trump about Republicans they have they can't even live up to a friggin basic training manual that's what made me, they make me sick. See? I knocked my headset out. The Newberg Conspiracy. Following the victory at Yorktown in 1781, the Continental Army set up camp at Newburgh, New York, to wait for peace with Great Britain. The central government formed under the Articles of Confederation proved weak and unwilling to supply the army properly or even pay the soldiers who had won the war for independence. After months of waiting, many officers, angry and impatient, suggested that the army march on the seat of government in Philadelphia and force Congress to meet the army's demands. One colonel even suggested that General Washington become King George I. Upon hearing this, General Washington assembled his officers and publicly and emphatically rejected the suggestion. He believed that seizing power by force would have destroyed everything for which the Revolutionary War had been fought. By this action, General Washington firmly established an enduring precedent America's armed forces are subordinate to, to civilian authority and serve the democratic principles that are enshrined in our Constitution. His actions demonstrated the loyalty to country that America's army must maintain in order to protect the freedom enjoyed by all Americans. <sighs> And then it says right underneath, duty, fulfill your obligations. Mm. I'm, ugh, I don't even know what to say. These fucking traitors. You understand? These scums who stormed the Capitol, who cheered them on, 
who conspired with them. And then, although the ones who were appalled, who stuck their filthy Trump fingers in the air, you know, Trump, uh, uh, the, the ones that they just pulled out of Trump's ass and saw which way the wind was blowing for the traitors that they want to vote for them. And they continued the lie. And now here they are. I mean, this is, that's just one day in the history of Republican assaults on freedom, on democracy. And, you know, it didn't start with Trump. All right, let's read these tweets. My daughter, here we go. Steve Schmidt says, so he starts with, I can explain this when I kicked Meghan McCain off the 2008, whoops, McCain plane because of her outrageous behavior. I talked to her mom and explained what was happening and why Cindy got weepy and said, I just want to say I raised good, two good sons. And I said, everyone knows you did. So number two, my daughter was three at the time, and I made a promise to myself that I would, I would make sure that my number one priority in life would be raising a child that never acted like Meghan McCain, a spoiled, rotten, entitled bully. That's who they are. They're all that. She is graduating from high school next week, mission achieved. Everyone who has ever worked with Meghan McCain from ABC, The View, Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg, and a thousand others have seen the unfiltered version of what the whole of America has seen. That's why the nation of 330 million, uh, of uh, a nation of 330 million, 247 have bought it. Nothing new to learn. Let's see. Where's the rest of these tweets? I think they got lost in the sauce. Yeah, there's so many more. How come I can't find them? All right, we'll read them from here. <clears throat> 11 the tantrums were beyond anything I've ever witnessed from any other human being, Schmidt wrote. They were epic meltdowns that would test the range of Mer Meryl Streep, Kate Winslet, Jodie Foster, and Anne Hathaway on their best days, raging, screaming, crying at the, <laughs> at the staff, at the makeup people, at Secret Service. As Schmidt tells it, he was the first adult who ever said no to McCain, and he took it upon himself to discipline her. It was my job to confront it, and I did. He continued, I talked to 24-year-old Megan McCain the way an adult should have talked to Trump kids. I talked to her the way a retired USMC four-star general failed to do in the White House with Ivanka, Jared, and Jr., he added, saying, uh, they are all the same people. 
When Schmidt told her that she was unimportant and that everything around her had nothing to do with her and that she was privileged and lucky and should be grateful, McCain doubled down. She told me and anyone else who would listen in response, Do you know who the fuck my dad is? <laughs> you fucking dumb bitch. My, do you know who my dad is? A garbage man? All right, who married a nun, bitch? Now that takes some game, motherfucker. It was the miserable anthem of total chaos that was Megan McCain. That was the McCain campaign, excuse me. It never stopped until one day when I said enough. In a blistering final statement, he framed McCain as an unaccomplished, spoiled disgrace to her family's legacy. Nailed it. That's true. That's a good word. She has rejected her family's history of service for a shallow and purposeless celebrity where she trades on a famous name like a fourth-generation wannabe clipping coupons while pretending to be an heir. Very nice. That is true. I want to... Where's the rest of these tweets, man? Oh, I lost it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. After 14 years of abuse and attacks, today is the day I've decided to respond. I'm happy to keep the story going after this thread. It only gets better. Yes. See, he and he attaches a screenshot of the tweet that Megan McCain liked. So it says, Megan McCain liked a reply to your tweet, which this is the thing she liked. Every day you somehow find a way to make yourself look like an even bigger piece of shit than the day before, which is actually incredible considering you spent the Trump presidency running a pedo racket. God. Yeah, everybody's a pedo. Now, you know, just like the closet cases who are gay and lack the courage to live authentic lives. These fuckers calling everybody a pedo. They're the pedos. You know what I mean? They're the ones they got stuff to hide. It's like, look over there, a pedo while they're, it's like while they're giving, um, Josh Duggar a run for his money. They're trying to beat Josh Duggar to, uh, the title of most downloaded images of rape children. <sighs> I was the first adult. Yes, I read this. Okay. Let's read this though. Again, let's read it again. Why not? I was the first adult that Megan McCain ever encountered that she heard the word no from. I told her she was unimportant and that she, that the presidential election was not about her. I left her on the tarmac. <laughs> When she didn't make the plane, because I explained to her the 5,000 people who were waiting for her father to speak and took the time to do it deserve to have him show up on time. Oh, don't you know who I am? I mean, my father is. That was the way John McCain saw it. He was appalled by Meghan McCain's conduct on the campaign, appalled and embarrassed. The tantrums were beyond anything I've ever witnessed from any other human being. And like, well, we read it, but let's read it again. 
They were epic meltdowns that would test the range of Meryl Streep, Kate Winslet, Jodie Foster, and Anne Hathaway on their best days, raging, screaming, crying at the staff, at the makeup people, at Secret Service. Without any doubt, it was the most rotten, entitled, spoiled, cruel, mean, bullying behavior I've ever witnessed. It was my job to confront it, and I did. I talked to 24-year-old Megan McCain the way an adult should have talked to the Trump kids. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I know. I'm talking to you now. They are all the same people. I told her that she was unimportant and that everything around her had nothing to do with her. I told her she was privileged and lucky and should be grateful. And she told me and anyone else who would listen in response, do you know who the fuck my dad is? It was the miserable anthem of the total chaos that was the McCain campaign. And it never stopped until one day when I said, enough. McCain is a bully, entitled, unaccomplished, spoiled, mean. She has rejected her family's history of service a shallow and purposeful, purposeless celebrity where she trades on famous name like a fourth generation wannabe clipping coupons, pretending to be an heir. I was a volunteer for John McCain. He called me when that campaign went belly up. Everyone quit and he called and asked for my help and I never asked him for a dime. I never took a dime. I left my three-year-old for a year and did everything I could for John McCain. Well, you also gave us Sarah Palin. He was the only person I ever worked for who put for put who put in a position where I became involved. Wait, wait, wait. He was the only person I ever worked for who put in a position where I became involved in a public lie. When that campaign ended, I, meant, I made a vow that would never happen again, and it hasn't. What's the public lie? That Mc, Megan McCain is a, is a dirtbag? Is an unaccomplished POS? And people, why anybody would give her any attention is, uh, says more about them than it does about her. Right? Where are we? Who am I? Junior, who are you? Say hello to everybody. You hear him purring? He's a he's a purr machine. Purr for the for purr for everybody. Alright. Listen. I have more stories to do, but my neck hurts, my soul hurts, my heart hurts, my eyes hurt, and I need to go get unconscious. Right, exactly, Paridou on the chat. When you start seeing pedophiles everywhere, it may be time to turn yourself in. <laughs> yes. That is true. All Republican politicians are spoiled rich kids, says Richard W. Yep, that is so true. Unentitled, unaccomplished, 
greed-centered scum who hate America. All right, listen up, guys, guys. What are we going to do? We're going to meet back here, right, on Friday. Maybe the producer will be locked in the bedroom because he's a pain in my ass. And um, maybe, I don't know. I probably won't. I was going to say maybe I'll be in a better mood, but no. Chances of that are slim to none. And I don't know. It's very depressing. All right. I'll keep petting you. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are cute when you're not being a brat like Megan. He's like Megan McCain now. He's the Megan McCain of cats. No, you're not. You have more accomplishments. <laughs> Thank you all. All right, listen up, guys. Listen, listen, listen. Become a patron, right, Junior? Shouldn't they become patrons? What do you think? What do you think? Patrons? No? You're quiet now, suddenly? Patrons? We got no patrons this week. Nobody became a patron. I know. It's very upsetting. But that's why I didn't do a show on Tuesday. Because I was sulking. <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right. I got to go take some aspirin or something my neck is killing me i don't know i think i pulled a muscle i i don't know i have i actually have something wrong with my neck they told me i have like see something see whatever bulging discs from when i was in a car accident i actually broke my neck in a car accident that's another story for another day and, uh, yeah, maybe I, because I'm getting old, it's, like, bothering me. Yeah, but, all right, whatever. Whatever, it lets me know I'm still alive. Guys, guys, guys. We will win, right? Because, you're, oh, good, you're not stepping on that. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Right, Junior? My name is Tara Devlin. This is the producer, Tara Junior Junior. <laughs> I know. And I will see you Friday night.